Welcome into another edition of the Commitment Issues Podcast. I'm Woody Womack on the road, recording from my hotel room in beautiful downtown Knoxville, Tennessee, joined on the line by Rob Cassidy. Rob, where are you recording from today? I am in a brand new Marriott property in downtown Orlando. It's a beautiful property. They get good gummy bears in the lounge and everything, man. It's exciting times. Oh boy. Yeah. I remember we had gummy bears in uh, St. Peter earlier this summer. It's a gummy bear season. Uh, they, got free, they got free booze down there in this new one too. I don't know if it's a limited time offer or what's going on, but I got to work tonight. So I had to, I had to pass on the booze, Nick. I know that's tough. All right. And then of course, Nick Kruger back better than ever. Uh, he missed the other one the other day because we did it on short notice, but he was ready today. Nick, how are you doing? Uh, very good. I'm ready. I'm letting everybody know right now I've done zero research per usual when it comes to these sorts of things. So Rob will be educated on some some teams. Woody, you'll definitely be educated on the Pac-12. If you want some fantastic wildcard predictions, be sure to stick with my choices on this podcast. Yeah, that was the reason. one of the reasons why we didn't have you on the other day because I was like, there's no way Nick has done the research uh, <laughs> for these over-under, so we'll just do it without him. But you wanted in today, so here we are. Rob's done research on all of them. He wrote the articles. You can read them on Rivals.com on our front oh, the, page. The Illinois fan base will have you know that I did no research. Okay. Well, let's, we'll get started on that in a minute. So we're going to do the Big Ten, the Pac-12, and the SEC. That's right, Rob? Yeah, that's, that's correct. Okay. All right. So we're going to try to go fast and furious because we've all got games to go to tonight. As I mentioned, Nick and, uh, Rob and I are on the road. So let's jump right into it. Big Ten, Illinois, over under three and a half. Whew, they didn't win a single conference game last year, per Rob's research that he, that he did or didn't do. Um, <laughs> I'm going to make mine real quick. I'm going under. I just don't see more than four wins. I see, I can count three. Maybe Minnesota is where he comes down to. That could be, or Maryland would be the fourth one. Boy, Minnesota, dad's weekend. Boy, <laughs> maybe they will win that game. I'm going to change my pick, but I'm going to pick uh, – the under Nick, what do you think? You watch a lot of Illinois football, surprisingly. Uh, I'm a huge Fighting Illini fan when it comes to uh, off weeks, and I'll you know just taking a look at their schedule right now. I think they can scratch out wins against the over <laughs> under three and a half. I'll take I'll take the over on that one. Let's go for it. Who, who win? Okay, we're we're going quick, so never mind. Uh, it's definitely the under here is the play. They return a bunch of starters on a defense that was terrible. I I don't understand how this team is suddenly going to get better. Lovey Smith has won four games in two years, and now we think he's just going to magically win four in year three. I, I don't, I don't, I don't see it. Uh, sorry, Illini fans. Okay, moving on. Indiana over under five. Wow, Rob, uh, you picked the under here in your article, and guess what? I'm going over. We're going to a bowl game. Who's your fan? Start uh, book book your tickets now. Reserve your hotel rooms. I see six wins here. I think they can beat. Uh, I think they can start out four and zero. Oh. That's right. I think you're going to see Indiana on the fringe of the top 25 headed into that Michigan State game. And then I think they can get wins later in the year against uh, Minnesota, uh, Maryland, uh, or Purdue. So I think they win two of those three. So that gives me six. Uh, Nick, what do you think? I will take the over as well with a tricky defense. I remember last year they were they were kind of a scary team. An upset prediction for a lot of teams, even though they didn't really cause too many upsets. But maybe this is the year they, they finally cross that threshold. Rob, you got no faith in him per your pick. What, no, I get the under. They, they they brought in a grad transfer quarterback and he failed to win the job. Uh, this Peyton Ramsey kid, the sophomore, has won the job. They weren't particularly great defensively last year. I think they had their moments. They were up and down. I I, I don't see a bowl game in Indiana. The Big Ten's too stacked at the top. Plus, they have to play Ohio State, Michigan State, and Penn State. 
Uh, so they don't get to miss any of those any of those heavy hitters. All right, moving on. Iowa over under seven and a half. Guess what? Over. Let's go, Hawkeyes. I think they finish uh, eight and four. Once again, I like the schedule. I think it's going to be a haves and have nots in the Big Ten. I think they can they, you know, down the stretch. I think they can win some games. They close with uh, Purdue, Northwestern, Illinois, and Nebraska. And as much as we love Scott Frost and company. I'm going to go ahead and take the over. I think they can win a few of those games, and and after they start the year, you know, three and one. Uh, Rob, you picked the I over got, as well. Yeah, I've got the over. I I don't see a, a reason why they can't start five and one. You know, I think they can beat Northern Illinois and Iowa State, uh, Northern Iowa. They'll probably lose to Wisconsin, and I don't think Minnesota is very good. And I I don't obviously I'm on record saying I don't think Indiana is very good. There's a chance this team could be five and one, and if not six and one, because Maryland is the next game, and that's playing a team without a coach. Okay. Uh, Nick, what do you think? I'll take the over, too. After a lot lot of momentum coming out of last season, a couple of big wins and upsets, and I think they just ride that wave. Clean sweep. So we're all on board with the Hawkeyes. So so Hawkeye fans, uh, what did I pull up here? I pulled up – so I went to pull up uh, Maryland's schedule, and they already got a win on here from last year. So they they left the (laughs) Towson game on this. They're already winning. They're coming out of the tunnel 1-0. All right, so Maryland, we all know what's going on there. It's uh, con- Actually, I really liked – I think I texted you probably midway through the summer, Rob, and said – Over, when, pound it. Yeah, when the lines come out, I love Maryland. I think they're going to be good this year, blah, blah, blah. Obviously, that's kind of out the window now. Um, Rob, you picked the under, so talk about that for a second. I'll give my pick in a second. Yeah, we're, the, here's why. The over is minus 140. And I'm not going to pay minus 140 to take the over on a team that doesn't have a coach. It's just that's my rule. That's a hard, fast rule. So, you know, the under is 110. Give me the under. Yeah, if it would, like I said, if it were based on talent, I would take I would take the over. I just think there's too many things going on. I'm going to say it's a push and I'm going to I'm going to stick with them winning five. Uh, Nick, what do you think? Uh, I think that. They, I've got to start taking some unders here, so I'll take an under. <laughs> that's, that's, great. that's as good of a logic well, as any. It's just like, I mean, I, ca- I can tell you, I covered the UCF team the year Eric Plancher died. And it, honestly, there was less controversy surrounding it than this. O'Leary never even got suspended or anything. Um, but I just remember it being just hanging over the team all year. And they think they went four and eight that year. And it was one of the worst years of my life covering a, a sport. It was just miserable because they were so bad. Um, and so I'm going to, I'm going to go ahead and, and they had several NFL guys on that team as well. So I'm, I'm going to use that as my rationale. There are currently a group of Illinois fans in my mentions that have decided that I have picked the under for Illinois intentionally because I'm a Ohio state fan and I'm trying to hurt Illinois recruiting. That's you are a big Buckeye <laughs> that's fan. A really, that's a really good one there. Mm. I remember, I thought, what is the name? What do they say? What's their slogan? Buck. Buckeye Nation. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Buck nuts. Buck, uh, whatever they are. I forgot. The, I don't remember anything. Uh, I know they got uh, Jets Pizza there, so count me in if, uh, if that's what we're going off of. All right. Moving on, Michigan. Now, this one is interesting. I love Michigan, flat out. I think they're going to win a lot of games this year. I think Shea Patterson, a long shot Heisman candidate, good value there if you're a gambler. Eight and a half is the total. Rob, you took the under. Why do you hate Michigan so much? Is Plus 170 is nice value. And you know, we, we've gone over this ad nauseum. I don't think Shea Patterson is as good as you do. Uh, I think he's a fine player. I don't think he's, obviously, I don't think he's trash. I think he's a good quarterback. I just don't, 
I don't think that he's what the Michigan fan base thinks he is. I think that he's going to have some growing pains, especially early in the season, adapting to that offense. Uh, it's going to be interesting. I, I, I don't know. I, I, I didn't feel particularly confident taking the under, and I probably wouldn't have if it wasn't plus 170, but you combine those two factors, and here I am. Okay. Michigan will be 6-0 and headed into the Wisconsin game. Mark it down, folks. Just bet the money line every week on the Wolverines on Womack's advice. and uh, They've got to play Notre Dame, Penn State, Michigan State, Wisconsin, and Ohio State, right? Yeah, they play so – doesn't matter. They're going to beat Notre Dame. They're, then they play Western Michigan, SMU, Nebraska, Northwestern, Maryland. That's 6-0. and Nine down. wins all the time. All right. 6-0. and Then they only got to go – then they got six games left. They only got to go 3-3 three and three down the stretch to cover. So, Nick, what do you think? Well, I think I, I think that Notre Dame game to kick the season off is one of those deals where it's like you know these teams schedule these games that can either be, you know, can either be the 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 Volter type game for them or the you know then they stumble out of the gates and then the rest of their season is is awful. But you know, I, I, I'll I'll put the faith in them that they can that they can beat Notre Dame in that first game and then start uh, you know and then start building some momentum from there. And uh, you know, I, I I'll take the over too, but I don't feel confident about that. All right, moving on, Michigan State. This one's interesting. They're actually ranked higher than Michigan in all the polls I'm seeing, but yet their win total is only eight. I think they had a really good season last year. Um, I think we're, at least me and Rob are in agreement. Rob, you took the over. I see nine wins on the schedule, probably nine and three type year. But I had heard some people on some other podcasts talking about, you know, them being a sleeper pick to win the conference with the drama going on at Ohio State. So, I think the over there is uh, pretty safe, and Rob, you feel the same way. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I think th- this is one of the ones I like the most. I think is, is the over for Michigan State. LJ Scott's back. It, it should be it should be a good time there. Uh, and Nick, uh, yeah, I, I suppose I'll take the over too, based on your guys' recommendation. I do remember one. I, I think I watched the Michigan State Ohio State game last last year, uh, wanting a much closer uh, outcome for for various reasons and. Uh, they just totally let me down, and so I have a real bad taste in my mouth for Michigan State heading into the season based on that one game. But it seems like uh, that's a that's a pretty lousy way to make an opinion. So uh, I'll take the over with you guys. All right, moving on. Minnesota six. I mean, holy cow! I would bet a lot, you know a lot of uh, money if I was in one of the states where gambling was legal that Minnesota does not win six games. Yeah, that's <laughs> not happening. Starting a true freshman walk-on quarterback. Get out of here. I mean, holy mackerel. I just think I like PJ Fleck, but I think the drama they've had at quarterback since he's been there has been uh unsavory at best. And I just I just I just don't I don't see it flat out. So under. I think PJ Fleck is cheesy. I do not like PJ Fleck. Um I also I'm a little skeptical of the quarterback situation. They do have a pretty good running back there, Rodney Smith, though. And so the offense might go. I, I just it's going to be tough with with a defense with a little some question marks around it and then starting a walk on true freshman. I I've, I feel like I've watched a couple of Minnesota games last season and I've heard on a couple of podcasts heading into this year that their defense is something that you can rely on. But what, based on what I saw last year, I do not have the same feeling about that defense. And with the quarterback situation, as you guys mentioned, I'll take the under there too. All right, Nebraska over. Yeah, one national of champions. Favorites. Yeah, one of our favorite teams. Six and a half, boy, that is a high number, though. For they didn't win a conference game last year. Is that correct? Look, Scott Frost took over an zero and twelve team and made them six and six, my friend. 
All right, but that's the problem. This is this that's that analyzes the problem at six and five. If if you go down the schedule, I see them. I do see them three and zero headed into that Michigan game, which I said I think they would lose. Uh, you know, as sad as it makes to say, I think they're going to go six and six. I don't think they get to six and five, so I'm going to take the under. Uh, Nick, what do you think? Uh, yeah, we're all aboard the the Scott Frost bandwagon, but I think in this scenario versus UCF, it's a you know let, let's give them two seasons before we you know throw the hype train into overdrive and and let the season play out the way that it will and take the under. I am the only Scott Frost purist left on this podcast. Shame on both of you. This man won somebody that I know very well a lot of money last year, and you guys just turned your backs on him like he didn't do anything. Is this a national champion coach we're talking about? <laughs> um, yeah, listen, I, I just don't – I think they're going to come in. And I, I honestly think the offense is going to look good. I just wonder I – don't, I don't necessarily like the schedule. I don't like you know having to go to Michigan. I don't like having to go to Wisconsin. I don't like having to go to Northwestern, to Ohio State. Uh, and then they got to play Michigan State at home, and then and then uh, then they got to go to Iowa. I just think it's a brutal schedule. Well, when you have Nick Saban Jr. on the sideline, it really doesn't matter much. I think he's got the quarterback he wants. He the guy, he came in in the spring, looked great in the spring. He got him there on campus early. I think this offense is really going to take some Big Ten teams off guard. And I I don't think that you can undersell the frost effect. I really do think, and this will probably come back and bite me. I really do think this is a special coach we're talking about. Hyperbole aside, I like the over man. I think I, I think I think they'll win eight games. It's funny because you always hate the hot coach. You're always down on whoever the hot coach is. Yeah, but usually the the young hot coach doesn't win the national championship the year before, you know? <laughs> That's true. All right, moving on. Uh, Northwestern, over-under is six. We have this uh, quarterback, Clayton Thorson. Oh, he's going to be a top 10 pick in the draft, right? Everyone was saying that after the draft ended this year, even though I would say his numbers are sort of uh, – pedestrian so far through his career rob you went ahead and took uh the over which is kind of a surprise so tell give, give me give me your thoughts on that one i like the schedule i think you know i think they can get to three and if they can get by purdue and you know purdue's an improved team but let's not act like you know it's an immovable object to get to three and and if they get to three and oh there's some winnable games on that schedule they've got back a lot of its defense uh they got to get back to, to being great on defense but you know Pat Fitzgerald has kind of got a, a track record for that. I just I like the talent that they've amassed there, and I like the way the program's going. And I don't think the schedule is that difficult, especially in the front. Yeah, I'm going to go with the push. I just can't find I can't find seven. I just I, I know Northwestern always wins games. I don't expect them to win every year, so I'm sure they'll do that. But uh, I just I feel like six and six is is the move there. Uh, Nick, what do you think? The, the the number is six. Yeah, yeah, I think it's a push too. Yeah, I just, I just, it's hard to, it's, it's hard to find that seventh one when you look over their schedule. All right, moving on. Ohio State, boy, what a mess. We don't want to get too much into it. Obermeyer suspended the first three games, uh, including the TCU game, which a lot of people think is hard, but I think we all know that, that Nick's going to be leaning, leaning heavy towards Ohio State game, even if they didn't have any coaches on their staff, uh, based on uh, his opinion of the, the TCU quarterback. So uh, when I look at the over-under is 10. Rob, you took the push. I thought you were always Mr. Let's take the under on the Buckeyes. I forgot what I took. Sometimes take this medication and it clears my mind. So I have to, uh, to refresh, refresh okay, myself. Yeah. Don't know what happened there. Um, you know, I, I usually do. I took the under on the Buckeyes last year and hit it. This team is so talented, though. 
that even with the noise at coach and even with him being suspended, and even if they lose the TCU game, which I don't think they will, I still think they can get the tan. It, it just the talent on this team is, especially in that conference, is top to bottom in the depth is really something to behold. And I think they can talent generally wins out. Well, guess what? Guess who's taking the under? This guy. Nine and three is what I see, and I just because of my faith in Michigan. Um, I don't know how that's going to help Ohio State's recruiting, so I don't know if that fits into the uh, conspiracy theories out there. But, uh, yeah, I'm going to take the under. Sorry, Buckeyes fans. I just think this is a disaster. As someone who was around the Florida team when things sort of unraveled down there, I just – this just feels weird, and and I'm going to go ahead. And I I honestly – you know, I like Dwayne Haskins, but at the same time, I'm just not entirely completely sold on them. And and they're new, you know, they're supposed to be throwing the ball a lot per recruits. So I guess we'll find out, but I'm going to take the under. Nick, what do you think? It's the number's nine. The number's 10. Ooh, that might be, that might be a push for me too. I think if I had to choose one or the other, I I suppose I would take the over, but uh, I think that's going to be a push too. But I'll take, I guess if I had to pick one, I'll take the over. All right. Moving on. Penn State, nine and a half. This is a tough one. Um, we know Trace McSorley, their quarterback, is supposed to be, you know, Baker Mayfield 2.0. They might even have the same high school ranking uh, <laughs> if we go back and look. I think uh, it's, it's nine and a half. Rob, you took the over. Guess what? I'm taking the under again. Another nine and three year for the old uh, Nittany Lions. Uh, I just, once again, so obviously these games got to shake out, but I just look at these schedules and I see so many numbers next to the teams. I think, you know, you got to play. They got they got to they got to stretch there where they play Ohio State uh, and Michigan State back to back. They have a bye week in between, but I think that's tough. They got to play Wisconsin and Michigan back to back. Well, at least also. the Ohio State and Michigan State games are at home. That's I think that's kind of a saving grace for them. Right. That, that's true. And they play Wisconsin at home too. They got to go to on the road, but I just feel like they're going to lose two of those, and then maybe they slip up uh, one one other spot. So that makes them nine and three. There's like a bachelorette party going out in the hallway here. It's just constant screaming. I don't know what's happening. It's just, I, I, I'm sure. like a gaggle of women, but I'm actually podcasting my underwear right now, so I can't. Well, we can't hear it. I can't hear them uh, at all. So. Good walls in this new property. I'm on the over, man. I, I because you know how high my opinion of James Franklin is. I've always loved him. I think he's a wonderful coach. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's you. <laughs> yeah, you know him and I have a long history of getting along very well. But you know, like, like I said, I like the fact that they do have the home games with Penn State, uh, Michigan State back to back. At least those are at home because I see those as swing games, and they get both of them at home. I think they should be able to get to, to ten and two. Uh, Nick, what do you think? Yeah, I'll give them 10 wins too, but you know, okay, so just for ourselves though, I mean, we, you know, we, I can't remember, I wasn't keeping track, but you know, we took Iowa and Indiana too. I think two out of the three of us took Iowa and Indiana as teams to go the over. And I feel like Penn State is one of those teams that can find themselves in a trip up situation on a season and season by season basis. And then they, you know, that middle, that middle stretch, if they split between Ohio State and Michigan State and then hopefully don't get tripped up you know, between Indiana and Iowa, and then we'll, you'll, we'll see what happens with Michigan and Wisconsin. That, that's a, that's kind of a tricky part of their schedule, but you know, I'll give them the, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt anyway. And take that. All right. All right. Purdue total is six. Rob, you took a push. So let's go ahead and talk that much about it. And guess what? I'm going to do the same. I'm going to take a push. I, I could see them going four and eight. I could go see them going eight and four. 
Uh, so I'm going to split the difference at six and six. I just don't, I just, I just don't know what to expect. Brom had a great year last year. I think he brought in a lot of talent in the recruiting class and he's on pace to do it again. Uh, in this year's class, if you go look at our rankings, they're, they're doing a great job. So uh, if he stays there, I think things keep going well, but I think six and six. I'll just say what we're all thinking. I don't know or purport to know anything about Purdue football, and I don't care to learn anything about Purdue football. I just know that Brome is thought to be a good coach uh, and that their roster is getting more talented, and I don't want to bet against him. So that's why I went with the push. The, the, in what I believe is kind of a boring conference, I think Purdue might be the, the most boring team to me. No, I think they're more. They have an exciting offense. All right, just Nick, what do you the think color there? scheme to the mascot. It's just like I sometimes forget they exist. They, they, in a lot of ways, are like the Wake Forest of the Big Ten. Uh, both. <laughs> yeah, at least Wake Forest uh, has got cool uniforms, right? They got a cool color scheme. Purdue is like this. It's the same color. When I think of when I think of Purdue, I think of like this rusty Baylor adjacent color. No, it's the exact same colors. <laughs> even even isn't the Boilermaker mascot similar to the the Demon yeah. Deacon? Well, the guy Boilermaker mascot is is like a cat calling construction worker, pretty much, right? He's the guy that whistles at girls. Is he? It's like a guy with a no. hammer. Is it? No. Isn't that what the mascot what? is? Okay, better than a demon, a demon Deacon. This is uh, you know, those are that's an oxymoron, isn't it? Well, here I, I don't know what does the the Wake Forest mascot actually look like. It's just like a blob in a suit, right? No, it's two guys. They're just like big dudes with white hair. Oh, with that's like right. or yeah, at least the Purdue guy is like got some kind of gusto. The Demon Deacon is like just like an elderly man. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's like an old South like debutante dude. <laughs> okay, Nick, what did you pick on the over under? <laughs> I, you know, I think I think in Purdue's case, I think maybe now they're not catching everybody by surprise. I think maybe they take like one step back and two steps forward next season. So I'll take the under here. All right, moving on to Rutgers. The total is four. Uh, I texted Rob this morning <laughs> when Arthur Sitkowski was the name of the starter and said, what's Rutgers over under? We need to take the under. And Rob, you had already taken the under. Uh, they've got a scandal going on with players getting suspended. And I just feel like it's a disaster there. And uh, I, I don't, they, they haven't found a quarterback yet. And we're going on year three here of this, you know, even I remember our boy Tylen Oden was there playing as a true freshman a couple of years ago. And I just, I just don't, I don't like the way things are going. I thought they did look good. They surprised a few teams last year, especially covered some big spreads, but I'm on the oh. under, but I want to give oh. a shout out. I don't know if you remember the guy from last year when this article came out, I picked the under for Rutgers and he told me he bet $30,000 on the over on Twitter. Cause he was like, you're an idiot. I was like, you know, you can bet on this. And he's like, I already bet 30 K. He won. I mean, he would have won. So, you know, I hope he's enjoying his new boat or whatever, whatever he bought. That was probably a pretty good story, but I couldn't hear it over the feedback. For yeah, something happened on your end. Uh, <laughs> like, like a UFO flew past. Oh, yeah. no, I don't know what happened because I didn't hear it. It must have been an internal mic. Do you remember you the probably put your phone too close to the computer? Do you remember the guy from last year where I took the under on Rutgers and he jumped in my Twitter mentions and was screaming? And then I told him, as oh, I tend comes. to do, you can. You, <laughs> is it him? Is it, is <laughs> it still happens. happening? Yes, it's so loud. I threw my phone over to the bed. Something they're having some type of interference there, Rob. I'm is telling it you, good this. now. Yes. All right. Don't tell that story. Don't tell the story. <laughs> <laughs> that story can. That story can sleep with the fishes. Yeah, yeah. You better watch your back. Uh, uh, Nick, what do you think? Four. Under. 
All right, last but not least, we have Wisconsin. Uh, we'll be doing this without Rob, who uh, I don't know what happened. He started telling that story about that bet. Next thing you know, his microphone breaks. Uh, that guy got him good, whoever that Rutgers fan was. <laughs> Sensors came after him hard on that one. <laughs> yeah, so so uh, the total is nine and a half. I went through the schedule. Uh, it's tough, but I think I'm going to go ahead and take the under. I think they're going to go nine and three. I think they're Running back, uh, Jonathan Taylor is going to have a big year. It's going to be a big year. People saying he was a three-star, even though he was in the Rivals 250, which I always appreciate. I just don't necessarily trust their quarterback. Uh, they've got some issues at wide receiver. Their best wide receiver uh, left the team, at least temporarily, after some off-field issues. One of their other best wide receivers was suspended for the first two games. Not that I think that's going to matter, but I don't know. I Just some warning signs there, so I think they go 9-3. and three. The over-under is 9.5. What do you think, Nick? Yeah, I mean, I, personally, I don't think their schedule really looks that daunting, honestly. Um, and I think just given what we know about, you know, what they do year in and year out and the defense that they play, I think, uh, you know, I think the only games that, you know, if we're, if we're, if we're talking about Michigan being a, being a top team in the conference this year, uh, I think they could, they, it'll, it'll be tough. They could win a slugfest with Iowa. Michigan might give them some trouble, but everybody else after that's a winnable game. So, uh, you know, I'll take the over as well. All right, uh, and our boy, uh, yeah, Rob took the under, uh, and he was he he ripped on uh, Horny Brook and said he said he was the problem. So uh, he also liked the odds at, at minus one thirty for for the under. So oh uh, yeah, well I guess that Penn State game will be difficult too, but you know we'll see. All three right, three, so- three really three three tough games on their schedule, I think, but but I think they can make it make it work. So our plan was to do the Pac-12 and the SEC today. Unfortunately, uh, we don't want to do them all without Rob, who is now uh, uh, incapable of finishing recording. So we're going to go ahead and record those and put them out on Sunday. So uh, if you enjoy the show, if you're enjoying the series we're doing, uh, don't worry, we'll have you covered in another couple of days. It's just been uh, one thing after another. And that's what happens. If we were podcasters primarily, first and foremost, uh, Rob would still have issues, I would <laughs> Well, you know, I mean, fortunately for our audience, I decided to step in and and be a part of the show or else you'd be finishing this up on your own and who wants to listen to just you talk about nothing. All right, right. but Woody, (laughs) (laughs) Wisconsin's schedule is not that tough. (laughs) (laughs) I should record one. You know, Justin Rowland, who does our uh, Kentucky site for us, he's been known to go solo podcast and he's actually pretty good at it. Um, so I would advise people checking that out if you like uh, Kentucky. So that wraps it up for us on this episode. Short but sweet, relatively. And uh, we'll be back with the other two conferences, the Pac-12 and the SEC, uh, later on in the weekend. <laughs>